0: Thanks for joining us for episode five of the restorative divorce podcast and today we're going to talk about how parenting changes you
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're noticing a lot of parents are telling us their relationship drastically changed after becoming parents so we thought we'd explore that a little bit more and maybe provide you with some information about how illinois handles changes in parental relationships and give you some communication tools to help you restore your parenting relationship. But Tyler, you were telling me earlier today that you were coming across some really interesting information, um, maybe some little known information about how parenting really changes people, how you change when you become a mom, how you change when you become a dad.
1: Yeah, I um uh you know, it's something that comes up a lot um, that we hear, um, you know, throughout our, 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 the business. And, um, you know, so I, I just did a little bit of research and, you know, I found just a, you know, a couple of things. One was a, a, a research out of the Netherlands um, that, you know, the question being posed, you know, does pregnancy giving birth change a, a woman? And what the what the research found is that um, there is fetal cells throughout pregnancy and the and giving birth that spread throughout a woman's body, hmm. and uh, the research was conducted on pregnant women that were giving birth to boys, and after birth they found that there were Y chromosomes, you know, throughout in the in the moms. Um, DNA after giving birth, um, which proves that, you know, giving birth changes in this instance, a mom. It
0: biologically changes a mother. She gives birth to a boy.
1: Yeah. Wow. Right. Now they didn't test it for, for giving birth to girls, at least in that research, but, um, but yes. So uh, the DNA does change, you know? I did, you know, find a little bit of other information, um, you know, regarding changing, um, different ways people change and, you know, this could be related to moms and dads really. Um, you know, there was a list of, you know, things that change, you know, during pregnancy, after giving birth and, you know, becoming a parent, you know, yeah. and just uh, a few things that kind of stuck out, you know, is, having having children changes your priorities. You know, it changes the priorities for moms and dads and the unit, you know, the relationship as a whole. Yeah. Um, there's a new person in the world. Um, and so what was once a priority may not be a priority, you know, and those are things that uh, fluctuate. You know, another thing that happens is uh, giving birth and you know starting a family that can cause people to want to move you know want to change shops you know these types of things that uh, and you know we and know that big stressors right we know that moving is a big stress right yeah. um and <clears throat> part of that reason given is you know school districts right now you're you know being an adult or you know whatever you're not so concerned about school but now you have a child that you want to, you know, have the best education possible, given your circumstances. Um, You know, you want to make more money or you want more flexibility in your work. You know, maybe you don't have that right now and, you know, it wasn't really a priority and now it is, you know, those kind of things work together. Um, And another, I think, big thing that kind of leads in to what we're talking about is the. Change in social uh, settings, meaning, and what I mean is uh, wanting to stay home more. Maybe not go out as much as you did as a, a single person, as a you know, as a non-parent. You know, um, many people have you know high social lives, and you know, having kids can change that. And again, priorities change, right? So maybe they don't want to go out as much; they want to be home. You know, and in a relationship, uh, you know, a mom and dad need to work together to, you know, have those uh, priorities, social changes, you know, uh, moving those things, you know, those need to work together, Um, the mom and mother and father, you know, working together for those changes as the priorities change. So, you know, those were just a a few things that kind of that kind of hit me that one, yes, people do change, um, you know, uh, and, you know, obviously women, moms, you know, they go through the the pregnancy process, uh, you know, fathers do as well on a different side, but a lot of research is done on the, on the mother's side, because they have the ones actually giving birth. So, well,
0: and then the father, you know, they, or the other parent needs to be able to respond to that, you know, to, um, either acknowledge that there's changes and you know they can choose how to respond to that. Sometimes people um, feel that children should never make a change in their lives and others recognize that it's a pretty significant change and maybe they um, are able to adapt. But things that you're bringing up, Tyler, those are incredibly stressful situations. Yeah. We've got biological changes to the person giving birth. We have economic changes to both people involved. And then we have social changes, whether that's just behavior of a parent or their change in extracurricular activities. Um, So there's so many drastic changes that I think it's easily understandable that young parents are under a tremendous amount of stress. And that can be displayed in their relationship in either a positive or negative way. And unfortunately, sometimes all of those changes, whether they're biological, economical, financial, social, sometimes those changes can feel so overwhelming that a parent might make a decision to separate or to divorce. Mm-hmm. And they might make that infor- or that decision after a lot of research to try to determine what's in the best interest of my child. Maybe we're fighting a lot because we have different perspectives on child rearing, our economics, the amount of time outside of the family. Um and maybe they're saying we've got to make a change here. Some people will seek counseling. Mm-hmm some people will seek a separation or divorce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, and that is where we come into play. And we do hear a lot of, from parents that perhaps their marriage was positive and going well, and that they noticed a change once children came into the equation. I hear that time and time again, but I also hear they absolutely love their children and they wouldn't change anything because they're there for their kids. They want to provide for their kids. They want to spend time with their kids. So I'm not saying divorces happen because people have children, (laughs) but we do hear a lot that that is the the big dynamic shift in their relationship that maybe they didn't expect. Maybe they don't know how to react to the other person changing, or maybe they changed themselves. And it's just such a, a big change that maybe they can't reconcile their differences. And they think that it would be better for their child to have two positive homes rather than maybe one negative home.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, yeah, so the things that you're coming up with here, we hear it a lot from our clients as well. It is really interesting, though, about the biology of changing. I mean, clearly you're creating a person, so a lot of things going on there. Um, But, you know, when people come to us seeking a separation or, or divorce, um, it's really important to know what do those next steps look like? What what happens or what are ways that we can help you restore a co-parenting relationship? Right. You're already saying things aren't working as they are. And when you come see us, we really try to focus on restoring or preserving a good, positive parenting relationship all while coming up with a really good parenting plan so that that child gets to see both parents, that child's safe, everybody knows what the schedule looks like, and um, hopefully then you do start having that two positive households for the best interest of the child. Yeah. Right? And so one of the things you should realize if you're contemplating a separation or divorce and you've got kids, that here in Illinois, they, they, meaning the court, if you file a petition in court to either establish paternity or to establish a parenting plan, if you cannot reach an agreement with the other parent, the court will appoint somebody called a guardian ad litem. And for short, that's a GAL, -A a GAL will come into your family dynamic. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit, about what a GAL is and then maybe leave the listeners with some tips of uh, tools that they can find online and start using immediately to really help their co-parenting relationship. Yeah. So a guardian ad litem is an attorney, at least in our jurisdiction, you're an attorney that has been trained in parenting matters and guardian ad litem matters so that you can be on an approved list. which is a resource for the court to use to appoint a guardian ad litem. In other jurisdictions, it might be a mental health professional. Um, It could be other professionals that qualify to work with families. But typically in Illinois, and especially in our jurisdiction, you're an attorney, a family law attorney, that is trained as a guardian ad litem. So when a guardian ad litem gets appointed, there's a court order. Unfortunately, there is a fee for that service. But a guardian ad litem does a really excellent job of learning as much as possible about the child or children and the parents and the family dynamic because there's two roles to a guardian ad litem. One is to promote settlement, to see if they, the guardian ad litem can work with the parents to resolve their parental decision-making responsibilities and their parenting time plan and if that is not able to be achieved. The second role of the guardian ad litem is to make recommendations for a parenting schedule and how parenting decisions will be made or allocated between the parents. And they, the guardian ad litem will give that recommendation to the parties and the attorneys. They will also give that recommendation to the court if it mm-hmm. proceeds to trial. So there's two roles, settlement, Let's see if we can work out an agreement that's in the best interest of the child or children. And if we can't, then we proceed to a hearing or a trial and the guardian ad litem will testify and share with the court their recommendations, their investigation results and their um, recommendations for a parenting plan for this particular family.
1: So would you say that uh, a guardian ad litem is kind of like a mediator or an arbitrator in these family law cases. So you they they
0: technically are not, but I will say that they use those skills throughout the investigation and throughout their interactions with the parents or even the child, depending on how old the child is, because a child, uh, say over the age of 12, certainly high school age children, They've got opinions and they they will verbalize what they want and what their desired outcome is for a schedule for them or for where they want to live. But being a mediator, being a trained mediator immensely helps the skills of a guardian ad litem because you are attempting to listen and try to help the parents resolve their dispute, similar to a mediator. Mm-hmm. Now an arbitrator usually will be hired by parties to make binding decisions. Okay. So a guardian ad litem does not make binding decisions.
1: That's the judge. Right?
0: That is the judge. Mm-hmm. The guardian ad litem does not replace the judge. The guardian ad litem simply conducts an investigation and reports to the court as the court's expert the judge then decides based on, you know, the information obtained about the investigation and the GAL's recommendation, whether or not the court is going to give a lot of weight to that investigation, or if the court's going to um, adapt the GAL's recommendations into the judge's court order. Mm -hmm. So, so it's not an arbitrator, but it is the
1: skills are
0: the skills are there. It is somewhat of a, Alternative dispute resolution process. I think it's everybody's hope that when you get to the stage of saying my relationship's not working and I can't figure out a parenting plan with the other parent, that the GAL can help resolve that without going to an expensive trial.
1: Yeah, I see.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, if you're contemplating a separation or divorce, if you don't work out an agreement with the other parent out of court and you do need to file in court, just know a guardian enlightenment litem could be appointed in your case and very often they are appointed yeah. in parenting cases okay so two resources i want to leave our listeners with that can help parents in illinois when they are trying to uh co-parent with somebody mm-hmm. so do, you don't even have to have something in court to use these tools you can just say hey you know what i think our organization and our communication can be better surrounding our child or our children i can tell you email text messages and social media they get messy really quick Mm -hmm. and if you're scrolling through or you're looking through to find an email about something you were supposed to decide or discuss you're going to get frustrated and it sets a bad scene Text messages really should be for urgent matters. Again, we get text messages from everybody and it's really hard to parent through text messaging. Yeah. Social media, oh, that could be a whole other podcast, <laughs> but that can also be difficult to look at somebody's social media and try to ascertain, where's my child that day?
1: Right, right. <laughs> All of those things
0: tend to aggravate parenting rather than improve parenting. So there's two tools that in Illinois, um, We suggest using, courts suggest using, and I'll tell you, if you go through the court process and you get a guardian ad litem and it's clear that you cannot communicate well with your co-parent, you'll probably be court ordered to use these tools. So you might as well start looking into them now. People voluntarily use them and I think that they're a great resource. Two of them are called, Well, the first one is called Talking Parents and that's talkingparents.com. And it is a free communication app that parents can use to replace email, text, and other forms of communication. And it is um, solely about parenting communication. And it keeps a record. You can't change communications. You can see when things were posted, when they were responded to. You can also you know, share files. So if you have to split expenses, medical expenses, something came up at school, you can share files and you can manage your account. And it's all just about your kid, mm-hmm. all in one spot. It's not all over the place. Right. So that's a really good one, that's a free one. It's called TalkingParents.com, check that one out. There's another one that parents use or our court order to use um it's called our family wizard and you can check that website out ourfamilywizard.com our law firm bert law is actually um you know on that website as somebody who supports using this communication tool we clearly don't endorse it we don't receive any money for it but one of the reasons why we are even listed on that website is because it's we believe it's a valuable tool for for clients mm-hmm. right. now our family wizard actually has a fee. It's around $100 a year. With that fee, however, you get some additional things that maybe talking parents doesn't have. Um, so check it out to see you know, if it meets with your budget, if you think this is a good idea. It has messaging, it has calendars, it has journals with check-ins. It, you can talk about expenses, you can even, I think link a bank account if you had a bank account, you know, for children's expenses, yeah. but really the communication is great on both of these things. It's going to be in one place. You're not looking all over for it. It's organized and it's all about your kid. Yeah. And I think it sets you off on a really good path for co-parenting. If you use parenting communication tools.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: So in summary, you know, parenting changes everything. Becoming a mom, a dad, or parent changes everything. Unfortunately, sometimes those relationships change so drastically that maybe your personal relationship with that parent then is affected. And if it starts negatively influencing your kids, you might have to contemplate separating or divorcing. And if that's where you're at in life, we're here to help. Um, again, we covered some good tools for you. You should know about a guardian ad litem. Don't be afraid of a guardian ad litem. They're good to help. You come up with a parenting plan. I understand there's an expense there, but if you can reach agreements, the expenses are lowered. And then the two tools, Talking Parents and Our Family Wizard, really great starting points for restoring and improving parental communication.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us. If you want to uh, view any more information about parenting schedules, parenting plans, um, perhaps even grandparent rights, parent rights, custody, all of that information is on our website at Burtlaw.com. If you have any questions for us, feel free to contact us through our website and we would be happy to respond, but thanks for listening.
1: Thank you.